0: You're listening to Irish Radio, Candidate home and abroad. And uh, today we're going to talk to, with Marty Ryan. And Marty is with Anna's Anchor, and Anna's Anchor have just released or about to release a new album. Uh, Marty is normally based in Ohio in the more recent years, but is a native of Limerick. And we're going to hear about Anna's Anchor and hear about Marty. Marty, welcome to Folgeroth. Uh
1: thanks very much, Austin. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Good meal, macaod.
0: Um, Limerick, Limerick, a great music scene in Limerick. Uh, but tell me a bit about Anna's Anchor.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic music scene in Limerick, and I felt very grateful to have been a part of it. And I suppose I've always tried to work hard to try and help it prosper as well. But uh, Anna's Anchor is my main musical project. I started in uh, late 2014, early 2015 as. A solo project that I could kind of do on the side of the band that I was in at the time, um, but then that band ultimately broke up, and I kind of had these recordings and a band name and you know the guts of a, an EP kind of just like ready to go. So I just kind of thought, for sure, look, I'll just give this a lash, and it started out as a solo project so that I could tour as much as possible because it's so much cheaper and more accessible to just tour if it was you and an acoustic guitar. Uh, but I didn't want it to sound like a kind of solo singer songwriter type thing. So I gave it a band name and recorded thing, recorded the songs with drums and bass and guitars, but it was ultimately just myself on those early recordings. And uh, as time went on and as the kind of the project grew, um, more and more people have become involved and, um, now, you know, there's our more, most recent album that we just released on the 7th of July, just a couple of weeks ago. You know, um, our drummer, Brian Scally had a very significant hand in writing the songs. And our keyboard player, Claire O'Brien, you know, she completely wrote and sang on one of the songs that's on the record on top of, you know, helping out with the whole project. And now at this stage, it's kind of this kind of creative project that a lot of people dip in and out of, which... Almost everyone uh is, that has been involved with the band is also involved with this fabulous music scene from Limerick that you touched upon so now I just feel very very lucky to be at a stage where we're able to make records and tour around and we just finished up a, a series of full band gigs around Ireland and we played Galway Dublin Cork um Claonicity to be specific and Limerick and to release the album and it was just amazing and. Now that I've been living in Ohio for two for two years, it actually means even more to be able to come home and to get to share our new record with everybody and see all my friends and family and stuff. And it was kind of a scary move to move away because I've been so ingrained in Limerick both as a person and the way the band has operated that I was worried, you know, which would you know, I'm sure anyone that's listened to your radio show that has moved abroad may feel the same way that you would just kind of vanish off into obscurity and, well, it'll happen when you move away. But, you know, of course, it has not been the case at all. And there's so much love for the band here. And I just feel really, really grateful.
0: When I mentioned the music scene in Limerick um, and how rich it is, and I know there is the... um, Is it at UL you have the um, music department and how strong that is, your own background in music is
1: was it in the family um uh, a little bit, so my dad played guitar, and growing up, he wasn't he wouldn't have pulled it out very often, but I knew that there was a couple of guitars at home and when I was about ten, I asked him to teach me to play guitar and uh, it did not go well at all; he was just trying to teach me a couple of trad tunes or ballads that I had no interest in whatsoever and I gave up immediately. Um, You know, a large part of that was probably my own impatience. Um, But it wasn't until about four years later that I went to Irish college and I went to the Tuck out in uh, Littermore in Connemara and I was sharing a room with a lad from Dublin and he had a guitar with him and he taught me a couple of guitar riffs from songs that were on the radio at the time. And I picked them up very quickly. And when I had that first experience with my dad, I thought, right, music just isn't for me. I'm just not good at music the way some people might not be good at hurling. Um, but then the penny dropped that time in Irish college. That All oh, right. It was because I wasn't necessarily playing music that I like. And if I learn music that means something to me, then maybe there's something here. And I was very fortunate that um and this is something that I do kind of make a point of saying is that. You know when I was very young there was really only one or two places to get guitar lessons and I did ask my parents about it and you know it's not like I was starving growing up or anything but at the same time those lessons were too expensive and you know we we couldn't do them and it kind of hurts me a little bit that that's where a lot of people's uh, a lot of children's gateway to music just ends And I was very fortunate that when I came home from Irish College, Austin, my parents had gotten the internet for the first time. And literally the first thing I ever typed into Google was how to play guitar. And YouTube had been a website for one year, and there was already a guy called Justin Songs who had a YouTube channel up with lessons, and he would teach you in this kind of very methodical way that was in a very practical manner based around songs that were popular at the time. And... I was just glued to that, and that just completely set me off and completely changed my life, basically. And It's funny now talking about learning music because um, at the reason why I'm in Ohio is I'm doing a PhD in music education, and I worked as a music teacher with Music Generation in Ireland, which is U2's um, music ed organization in Ireland, and I ended up working that job through just kind of the profile of the band and making connections and it was a way to you know do something when we weren't on tour and turns out that I absolutely loved giving other people the opportunity to have their lives enriched with music the way that mine has been and that's kind of been almost my sole focus since so much so that now I've actually moved away from Ireland to you know to become a better music teacher and to learn more things about music education so that it can be it was so that, A, I can do it at a much higher level than I was previously doing and be a better teacher and hopefully develop programs for young people that will, you know, change their lives. And then, and then B, so that I can keep doing it the rest of my life because that's what I want to do. And I feel incredibly fortunate that at the age of 31 that I've been doing music now full-time for like six years. And that's not something that I take for granted in any in any small way.
0: So, Marty, do you see yourself coming back to Ireland, come back to Limerick after you've fin- uh, completed the education in Ohio?
1: It's really hard to know, Austin. Um, there is one part of the story uh, which doesn't revolve around me, which is my girlfriend <laughs> who, uh, is from, yeah, who is from America originally. Now, she lived in Ireland a long time and she's doing a PhD as well. So a lot of it will come down to just a very you know, practical decision as to what, what job, Come up. Um Do I miss Limerick? I miss it every single day. There's not a day goes by that I don't think about it. Um and I love the city and I love the people here. It's you know, I just can't I don't think you can understand it unless unless you're from here. And I've never really understood the trope of kind of wanting to get out of your hometown and I hate that place. i love Limerick. I think it's the best place in the world. Um but you know, certain opportunities come your way in life and you have two options. You can stay going steady with the way things are, which there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever, or you can just, you know, grab the opportunity by the two horns and just go for it and see where it takes you. And that's kind of where I'm at. So I don't really know how things will pan out when I finish Austin, but we'll see. We'll just see what happens, basically.
0: Let's take a break, Marty. Take a track from the album. What track should we
1: play? Um, Perhaps we'll play uh, Listole, which was the, the last single that came off the album, if that's all right.
0: And do you want to give us a little bit of the back story?
1: Yeah, sure thing. I suppose when we were talking about learning music. I started my first band in and around that same time when I was 14 or 15. And um, what we did not have in musical ability, we made up with internet savviness. And we made friends with this band uh, who are from Tarbert. We're not too far away from a place that we were talking about off mic. Um, And they invited us down to play gigs with them in the stall in Tralee. And they will come back and play with us in Limerick. And even looking back now, like those gigs were phenomenal. Like what they had going on down there in the stall was just amazing. Like these gigs with very diverse bands. And there was always people at the shows that were just there having a good time. And it was just such a special period in my life. And it really kind of set me off. In terms of what I wanted to do musically, and kind of haven't really, you know, veered too far away from that path. So this song is kind of a a throwback to that period of time when we were booting it down to the stall and Ernest and Mike to play a few gigs.
0: This is Anna's anchors.
2: tried the best that I ever could. The best that I ever could
0: listen listening to Irish Radio, Candor's Home Abroad, and we just heard a track there from the album, uh, and we're we'll talking with Marty Ryan of Annisankle. Marty, the um, we we're talking about the music scene in Limerick, and now you're studying in Ohio. Um, the when when you got this project going and and uh, it evolved into from just you into a group, um, that process of Linking up with other musicians, where was that on the Irish side or was that over on the, the Ohio side?
1: Oh, yeah, that was in Ireland, it was a long time ago. Austin, um, it was when we recorded our first album. I got my friend from Clonic Brian Scali to play drums on it, and that was kind of a situation where I had the songs all written and uh, Brian basically added the drums to them, um, and we were living in the same country at the same time, but shortly after that, he actually moved to England and he's been living there ever since. And then when it came to write the second album, um, we were basically just sending tracks back and forth remotely. Um, me in Ireland, him in England, and he had, you know, a lot more involvement in, I suppose, the writing of the songs and direction of the songs with that second album. Um, and then. We, we we kind of had a process down at that point. And when it came to doing our third album, which was the previous one, A Glorious Ruction, um, we basically, you know, set up mirrored computer setups uh, so that we could send sessions back and forth and they would open up seamlessly. And he could see exactly what I was doing. I could see exactly what he was doing and we could pick them apart. Um, and we were, you know, very uh, methodical about that and then the pandemic happened and while a lot of bands were kind of unsure about how to work on songs remotely it was kind of all that we knew really um so the idea of having people involved and just sending project files back and forth to them is something that we're i think we're pretty good at at this stage so it's been very easy to get other people involved um and our the album that we're promoting right now it was all recorded in ohio but again you know sending stuff back and forth and our keyboard player and um claire who sings um either back backing vocals or she sang lead on the last song off the record um she even you know taught herself how to record in the past i would have recorded her just in my house because we just lived down the road from each other but uh you know she got a up and was able to record herself and send it on to us i think the ability of home recording now has really Blown open the doors in terms of who you can collaborate with, and there is one song of her new album. There is a guest artist on it. It's Dermot Sheedy from the band Hermitage Green, who are a huge band in Ireland. And I worked with Dermot in Music Generation, and even though our bands our bands couldn't sound further apart, I feel like uh, I still think we have the same values musically. And I just love the guy, and I think he's such a creative person, especially the way he plays the bower on. I don't. I don't think there's anyone else in the country that plays the bowron the way he does, and I was just like, just asked him, would you be interested in, you know, putting something mad on the end of this song? And he was up for it. And and then after a fact, I chopped it up and I even made a bass line out of the bowron. It's actually remarkable how much bass comes off of a Uh So the ability to record so remotely, and he just recorded that himself. We didn't even discuss. I didn't tell him what I wanted, he didn't ask me what did I want, I was just like, you are a fantastic musician, here is the song, send me something back and we'll see how it goes. And that's something that I really want to continue doing with the band in the future as well, Austin.
0: Maybe we should share that track, and I had the opportunity to sit down with Dermot at the Folk Alliance in Kansas last year. And uh, oh, it was a fascinating conversation. He was there. And uh, yeah, uh, magnificent. And you, as you said, the, the music that can come out of the Bauron is amazing, considering it's just a piece of skin on a circular piece of wood. And he can make that thing uh, just it vibrates music. Uh, it's wonderful. So, uh, what track are we going to share?
1: So, that track is called Knock, featuring Turner Sheedy from Hermitage Green.
2: From the guilt and the shame that comes when you bury a lie. Who bought it there? He brings you from the altar, but he doesn't fucking care. When I walk through the holiest water A fire or a drum made by those who slaughter Who brought it there? He's preaching from the altar, but he doesn't fucking care
0: Just to, to be
2: truly miraculous. Uh, uh, to other uh, but it was not curious, but not true, it the process and, uh, driving, so a weeks it's natural are the person who the world and the But if it's something that's driving, then uh, perhaps it's more the sign. There's
0: new RIC radio candidate, Home and Abroad, we just heard now, which features uh, Dermot Chi, and that's with Anna's anchor. A few minutes ago, before we played that, you were mentioning something, and I have to bounce this off you, because you were talking about how you were able to work by transferring files over and back, and you were able to work remotely. (coughs) And the big topic of conversation globally at the moment is artificial intelligence, AI. Does it raise a concern for you?
1: Uh, for me personally, it doesn't, Austin. I think we're still trying to figure it all out. Um, like you can, we actually literally just did this yesterday, um, on the drive back from actually climbed the Galty Moors in Tipperary yesterday with my friend Liam. And, uh, he, I've been using it. I've been, you know, dipping my toes into the chat GPT just to figure it out. And it's also a topic in academia. Um, you know the fear of students, you know, using it in in you know, in a, a way that you know creates work that's not their own. So we have to be familiar with it. So for that reason alone, I've been trying to figure out the, the abilities and the limitations of it. And yeah, I mean, you can just you could type into it, write me a and song that's like Anna's anchor. And it is kind of crazy that it'll, like, spit you out verses and choruses that reference Limerick City. Um, but, you know, it it is artificial. Like, it's, at least for lyrics and songwriting, you know, you, you can tell it was not written by a human. Like, it's so obvious it's not producing good stuff. And I'd, I'd still think no matter what its capabilities are, I still think a human can come up with something more creative. Um, So I don't think it's going to be this big problem. It is definitely a tool that I think is going to become insanely useful. Uh, I don't think it's going to end, you know, the the life of a songwriter or even a technical writer. You know, I mean, at one point I had a teacher in my secondary school who told me computers are only a fad, and you shouldn't be trying to get a job in that area. And, you know, I'm not that old now, Austin. But even back then, it it sounds like a ridiculous statement right now. But to be fair to the guy, it, it wasn't the most ridiculous thing to say. Like we had one computer in the in the school, you know. But obviously, he unfortunately was wrong. So I think that you know the same thing we said about AI if you just say it's it's a fad and it'll go away I think you'd be wrong if you think that it's going to replace all these jobs I, or end all these jobs I don't think it's necessarily true either because you know the we thought the same thing with the internet and sure there's more people working in IT than there ever was before it'll definitely create new jobs that we have never even considered up until this point I think it can make certain things easier I think the people who need to be most afraid of AI is Google because that's what I've been using it for the most. Like We were on tour there and I'm trying to use social media in a new way and I was basically trying to develop these daily videos that were like daily vlogs, slightly long form, but that would come out the morning after the gig so that if someone wasn't at the show, they would get a full rundown Of what we did during the day and the day, and it would also tell a story. And at the end of every video, there would be a full quality recording of a song from the previous night. So I'd throw up three GoPros. I would multi track record the entire gig on my computer and then mix it in the morning. And I kind of had done all the work so that there was templates for all of this stuff. But the one problem I was hitting was that the software I was using kept exporting the entire session so like the hour and a half of our set as opposed to just the one song i wanted to do couldn't figure this out for the life of me couldn't find an answer anywhere on google and i typed enough context into chat gbt that it gave me the answer immediately um and i think things like you know that's an example of it being very powerful tool for a musician because i wouldn't have gotten that answer otherwise so it's very hard to know because it's so new but I think it will be useful in ways that we don't even no- understand yet.
0: Interesting, the um, answer you got there, because back in the early 70s, I wanted to go into computers, and my father at that said, no, they're only a flash in the pan. Um, and the other interesting thing was 30 years ago when I emigrated uh, here to Canada, uh, an individual uh, who was in the same business I was at the time, which is the furniture industry, had written a paper on AI, that was back in 19, about 1989, 1990. And I thought this was science fiction he had written a paper on or something. But, you know, I, I'd never forget it that this, because in that oh, time wow. period, the words artificial intelligence, I did, like, what the hell? Like, this is, but uh, amazing, amazing how, how people have insight. We're going to have yeah. to wrap up, Marty. Uh, what track are we going to leave people with?
1: Um,. You know what, Uh, maybe, Austin, if we finish with the last song of our new record, uh, which features our uh, uh, keyboard player, Claire, on lead vocals, and it's called Closing Credits.
0: Perfect. And if people want to find out more, where should we be directing them?
1: Easiest place is anasanchor.com, Austin, and you can get... Tour dates, links to merch, uh, news, and everything else that's going on with us, clearly links to social media. So that's just www.anthazanker.com. We've been chatting with Marty Ryan of Anthazanker. Marty, thanks a million
0: for taking the time. It's been a brilliant meeting you, and it's great chatting with you.
1: Thank you very much, Austin. I really appreciate it.